A mighty feast of hot steaming music brought to you in stereo by bostonfreeradio.com. Boston Free Radio has no corporate agenda. We're independent media for the people. Your music, your voice, your station. What's good, y'all? The indefinable Sterling Golden is in the building. This is the Chop Session, held down by 320 Entertainment. We thank y'all once again for locking in for this award-winning series here on Boston Free Radio. 60 minutes of thought-provoking, intimate conversation with the names y'all need to know now. Family, in case you sleep on an episode of the Chop Session or lock in late, say less We got you. Check out each and every episode of our series wherever you fuck with podcasts. All y'all got to do is hit that subscribe button when you find The Chop Session with Sterling Golden. And this week, we are on a whole-ass Halloween vibe here on The Chop Session. And appropriately, we have two out of the three members of Boston's Hard Rock Warriors, Stormstress, in the building to help us celebrate that vibe. We have Tia. We have Maddie. Tanya Venom, conspicuous by her absence, but sends her love, I'm sure. Absolutely. We already know. But hey, two out of three ain't bad. Stormstress, welcome to the Chop Session. What's good, ladies? Happy Monday evening. Hey, thanks for having us. Thank you so much. We're super stoked to be here, and um, we're excited. It's Halloween weekend coming up. Halloween month, yes. (laughs) Yes, happy early Halloween to all y'all who are locked in this week. It is this weekend on a Sunday this year, Ooh. actually, which is interesting. So I'm curious, you know, I know many folks out there will be making up for their lack of activity for last Halloween. Y'all know why. But how will this Halloween compare to the last? Oh, for me, it's definitely going to be way better because last year I got sick. It wasn't COVID, though. It was some sort of allergy attack or sinus infection, cold kind of thing. And so had to bounce on a bunch of parties I had planned. And actually, there were a couple of weddings I was supposed to go to. And I just couldn't do any of it. I was so sick. And I didn't, I didn't have the energy to go out. And I also thought I'd be like very harshly judged. So <laughs> stayed home, watched horror movies with Tanya and ate some candy. Harshly judged just because you're going out to a party or? Because I'd be sick at a party and it was like COVID hype moment. Okay, I you see know, what you're even though I didn't have it, like I don't want people to freak people, out. Yeah. yeah, people might look for reasons to judge or yeah. what have you. People seem to be in that vibe these days. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I hear you. People this year will be making up for their lack of activity for last Halloween. I'm sure. Oh, I'm yeah. just excited that we get to dress up together at our show tonight. Yes. Yes. For those of y'all who don't know, we're recording this show on a Friday and it's okay. Maddie's over here going like, oh my, oh my God, I, I messed up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Y'all, we're taping this on a Friday. And as of this taping, there is a show this evening at the Jungle in Somerville, Mass in the USA. For those of y'all hearing this show tonight on a Monday, by the time you hear this, you likely were in attendance. Oh my gosh, let's yes. hope so. At the jungle and saw the destruction that Stormstress left in their wake. I'm saying this in advance of the show because I already know what's pulling up to the jungle 
this evening, which is just across from our studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so here we are, 11th hour, ahead of this jungle show mm-hmm. y'all are doing. And knowing this is being taped in advance of the chop session, I guess I'll ask y'all uh, what's planned for this show. Well, we are going to dress up as, you know, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Alvin and the Chipmunks? I've been around a minute. Alvin and the Chipmunks. I've been around a minute, so yeah. yes. So Maddie's going to be Theodore. Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Solomon. And Tanya's going to be Alvin, but we're going to call her Venom. And we're going to say Venom and the Chipettes. Chipettes. Well, who's playing? <laughs> Chipstress. Well, who's playing David? Uh, oh, someone in man. the audience. I don't, do you want to? Do you want to come by and scream Venom? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love the fact that y'all are on the same tip on this thing. I love it because well, some of y'all out Very there prepared. in our listening audience may be googling yeah. Alvin and the Chipmunks. So some people may not know who they. are. I don't know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm yeah, assuming. I don't know. But um, we just like thought of it. I don't remember who thought of it, but it was a really good idea, and we have three of us. I think we were just googling trio costumes, yes. and Alvin and the Chipmunks just seemed really cute. I love it. And there's three of them, and the colors worked mm-hmm. out pretty well, and they're musicians in the show. Like yes, <laughs> so. So that's going to happen. And, and uh, yeah. we heard the members of the other bands will be dressing up too. So hopefully you were there and saw what happened. Well, for those of y'all who attended this past Friday at the Jungle, you all know the tale by now. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. But this is being taped prior, a few hours prior to that show. Okay. And again, as I mentioned earlier on, Tanya Venom is conspicuous by her absence this week. So uh, what's the deal? Well, so Tanya had an issue with a guitar, unfortunately, show day, which is I guess always... it's good that it happened hours before the show instead of seconds before the show. Yes. We were rehearsing and her guitar tuning peg fell out. So just getting that fixed up. She has to go get one and fix it up and she'll be ready to go by showtime. But, um, you know, got to love those last minute scary equipment mm-hmm. fails. <laughs> Everybody goes through them. I can remember. We doing... had a string breakage at our last show as well. Yes, we was did. That our last show? Yeah. It was, yeah. How'd that turn out? It know. was two shows before. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, Tanya just broke a string. So me and Maddie like soloed for like 10 minutes. While she like <laughs> spun around and fixed it on top of the amp. And, like, I wonder if it was that bad string. I wonder if it was that tuning. Oh, no. I don't no. know. I don't know. I remember. I don't keep track. <laughs> holding on a show years ago, uh, with a couple of other DJs, and one of the DJs, Amaditi, he was coming to the club, and he assumed that the club had in-house Serato, and he's asking me what's the deal with the Serato at this club, and I'm going, "What are you talking about?" And there's no response for like ten minutes, and I call him, and I go, "You okay?" And he just goes. Dude, I have to speed all the way back to my place now to get my Serato box. You didn't tell me they didn't have Serato. I'm like, you didn't ask. You assumed, man. You know? So, yeah, those tech things happen. Yeah, you got to make sure. (laughs) Yeah, I ended up having to hold down my set for a lot longer than planned while he ran around getting his Serato (laughs) box and then driving, I don't know how many towns back to the venue to plug in and play. But yeah, those equipment issues happen. You had to improvise, yeah. Yeah, I had to. So let's talk now about all things storm stress, you know, so I understand that, well, not I understand, I know because I had your previous incarnation on the old morning show, Sterlingtology Live, a few years back. That band was Flight of Fire, and out of Flight of Fire came storm stress, so let's talk about how Flight of Fire 
you know, came to a halt and storm stress came to being. So basically what happened with Flight of Fire was, well, this is the classic tale of most bands, creative differences. Basically, um, the three of us were trying to go in a heavier direction and our singer um, wanted to go in a different direction, more of like a, a folk pop direction. And, you know, we had been playing together and it, it was really awesome for many, many years, but it was time to it was time to part ways. So the three of us decided since we're all still on the same page, we really wanted to do metal, harder rock. Right. So we um, we kept going and we rebranded because we didn't want anything to be confusing or weird. We're like, that was Flight of Fire. That was their time. That was their thing. That was that chapter. And now we're opening a new chapter that is Stormstress. So, yeah, we just kind of um, got together and we were like, we need someone to sing, but we don't really want to add another person because we all know each other so well, the three of us, you know. So Tanya and I, mostly Tanya, but I also stepped up to the plate and just um, sang. (laughs) And here we are. And here we are. And ladies and fellas, if you recall the previous time these guys were on my morning show, I can tell you now that nobody in Stormstress falls out of their chair during the <laughs> So, yes. But that was a fun moment. Yeah. One of those memorable <laughs> Sterlingtology Live moments that uh, still get brought up to me today. <laughs> Back when I had a Facebook and that got caught on my Facebook Live. That's so funny. All I heard about was the member that fell out of her chair during the interview. Yeah, we still talk about it. Hey, (laughs) the interview has not ended yet. Don't jinx it. (laughs) There's still time to fall. (laughs) I could fall out of my chair. Exactly. It's not a. We just we discovered recently that it is not a party unless you fall out of your chair. That's true. That's that's true. (laughs) I'll have to ask about this. Actually, you know, in the short history of Stormstress, you guys may have some party stories already. Then, yeah, Yeah. people falling out of chairs and things. This should be. Yeah, Maddie, what happened last weekend? I just drank a bit too much. What did you we're, drink? We're playing At in karaoke without without naming <laughs> brands because they're not paying for this show. Okay, so I don't remember. So we played a show in Provincetown. <laughs> I think it was the night before the show, and we're like, it was the night not, before the show. We're not going to party hard tonight. Like we're playing tomorrow. Let's just chill. <laughs> We partied People, hard. We were at Way Downtown and they were giving us drinks because we were going to play there the next day. And we're basically like family there. We love Way Downtown. Mm-hmm. And um, so they were kind of just feeding us drinks. And uh, Maddie really took it like a champ. And yeah. uh, then we went I'm to also, go. I haven't had a lot to drink recently. I'm kind of a lightweight because I had a, a pretty major surgery recently. Yeah. Oh. So I, I stopped drinking for a while. And then this was kind of my reintroduction yeah. to um, the party lifestyle. And uh, yeah, so I wasn't quite ready for it. I wasn't quite at my level that I usually am. Plus, I think the guy was like really loading the drinks. Oh, yeah. I saw it. He's a good guy. <laughs> He's so good to us. Oh, yeah, my so, uh, God. We went to do karaoke and... And I don't even remember what happened. I just remember that fortunately, I think it was, was it you and one other person or was it Tanya? And one it was me, yeah. I grabbed you at the waist and tried to make sure you didn't fall <laughs> so all the I way didn't down. touch the ground. <laughs> she was just falling out of her chair. I was like, oh, just grabbed her and yes. some other chick was there to help and out. And it was and very fun. It was so great. But that weekend we said, if we don't fall out of our chair, we didn't party hard enough. So and good that job, night Maddie. I went and did it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> It's been a long minute since I've done any karaoke, I gotta say. It was really fun. It was. 
I was the guy that would always pick the longest song in the catalog. <laughs> to the Fresh, twenty one twelve. I would do Cashmere by Led Zeppelin oh. or Paradise oh. by the Dashboard Light, one of those songs by Meatloaf, just to keep this thing going. That's so funny. And if, if they knew I was going out, everyone in the crowd was going, oh, God, all right. <laughs> Time to look at a couple of rounds because this guy's going to yeah. be a while, you know, but... Uh, yeah, there you go, y'all, you know, but now Stormstress has been around a couple of years, and f- from the ashes of Flight of Fire came Stormstress, and yeah, you guys just kind of came out the gate, you know, guns a-blazing pretty early on. Early in 2020, you had your first show. Thank you. I believe it was Once Somerville that hosted yes. that first yeah. show, am I correct? <laughs> and from there on, you know, you guys were just a force, you know, I mean, the first single, Paint the Mask, came shortly thereafter, which we'll be hearing in a minute. But reflecting back on that first show, Once Somerville, talk about that first show at Stormstress. Well, it was kind of incredible because we weren't really sure what to expect. Like, we weren't really sure what the turnout would be. Um, And I just, I mean, I'm sure all of us remember this, but we were up in the green room of Once Somerville and we just walked downstairs. We're about to go into the doors to to watch the band that was playing before us, which I believe was Firstborn. Yeah. And, um... Excella, is that how you say it? Yeah. Excella. Um, so we were about to go in and watch them and we we're like, oh my gosh, like we don't know who's here. We don't know how many people are going to be here. We don't know if we'll see our friends. Like, is it going to be a great reaction? Is it going to be a weird reaction? And we just opened the doors and the place was full, like completely yeah. packed. And it was just incredible. And it was beautiful. the energy of the night after that was just like, it was great. Yeah. And you guys went on stage and just an immediate hit from the audience. Yeah, it was like- great. Wow. It was incredible. We yeah. had so much fun. The energy that night, like Maddie was saying, was just, it was so positive. Yeah. Like, yeah, we didn't know what to expect. We never sang in front of a group of people lead our music. Mm-hmm. Like, we hadn't performed just the three of us in yeah, front of that of many songs... people. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> all of those songs were brand new. Like, we hadn't played any of those songs. Yeah. We didn't know if people yeah. even liked them. <laughs> You know, some rock and roll bands start out, you know, playing for maybe two people, mm-hmm, 10 yeah. people. You guys play to a full Want Somerville. It was, you know, was kind of crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy for a first, first gig. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How much do you think of that was based off of the reputation of Flight of Fire? I think a lot of people were there because they wanted to see what the hell this like Flight of Fire reimagination would be like. Yeah. Because Flight of Fire did have pretty good cred. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew a lot of people through the scene and everywhere, so yeah. I think I think everyone was just honestly really curious. Curiosity brings people to shows, I think. <laughs> you guys have had Sherry Curry of the Runaways up there with you on stage. Yeah. That and was you, awesome. Seriously, you know, so to start out the gate with a full audience, mm-hmm. that's pretty dope, yo. You know, that's hard to do in rock and roll in Asia, mm-hmm. to kick it right off with a full house, you know, and we'll be talking more about Stormstress and where they're at now, where they've been, and how they handled 2020 situation. We haven't caught up since then. We're doing that next after this break. But right now, you're about to hear that first single, Paint the Mask. Let's hear more about Paint the Mask. So Paint the Mask is a song uh, Tanya wrote, and but I can very much relate because it's an issue we've both had for a very long time. I think a lot of people deal with this, but it's not very often spoken about. Um basically being people pleasing to a detriment where you give up your sense of self, you give up your identity just so that other people can like you can sacrifice yourself for someone else. Right. But that's not actually healthy or smart. And like you can, you can give to others while 
not taking away from yourself. And we're learning how to balance that these days. I know Maddie has this problem too. We're all like very kind, very people pleasing and we're working on... We're very much yes people. Yeah. So we're working on taking care of ourselves and saying yes to us. Yeah. And then when we're full, we can help others, you know? We're going to follow up on that after this break, actually. All right. You got got my attention on this one. But y'all, if you have checked out my most recent playlist, Lituation Airwaves 2 on Spotify, you've heard this track. Even if you haven't, if you fuck with the rock scene of Boston or even beyond, if you fuck with it and you've heard of Stormstress, you've already rocked to this track and you don't need me extolling its virtues to tell you how dope it is. But here it is. You're on the chop session. This is Paint the Mask. This is Stormstress I and the indefinable Sterling Golden. And this is Boston Free Radio back in a few. Porcelain doll, to perfection. Another stroke with every
the mask. Storm stress. This is the chop session. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden. This is Boston Free Radio, and you are locked in with Storm stress this week. Two out of the three members of Storm stress. We have Tia. We have Maddie. And by the way, y'all, in case you miss an episode of the chop session or you lock in late, say less. We got you. Check out each and every episode of the chop session wherever you listen to podcasts. They are uploaded simultaneously with every Boston Free Radio update or premiere. This is a new thing, by the way. It used to be one hour after the radio broadcast, but you know, I just am like, well, let's just let's just synchronize this thing. You know, why not? So that being said, that's the situation as of now. We have Stormstress with us this week here on the Chop Session. You just heard Paint the Mask, and we were talking before the break about how you guys were putting yourselves in check over being yes people too mm-hmm. often and saying yes to yourselves mm-hmm. more often. So what is it like in this current day and age to be a people pleaser in an era where people have tended to become way more about themselves than about others? You definitely give a lot and you don't get much in return, I feel like. Let's expand yeah. on that. I think there's... um Our society is quite toxic, obviously, but it's getting better. It's definitely getting better. And um, I think what happened, this is just a theory, but I feel like in times prior, especially for women, there was a lot of like, you have to give up yourself for the company or for the people or for everybody else. And um, now it's sort of flipping in the other direction, like, well, I'm just going to take care of myself, like, mm-hmm. screw this, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And I do feel like it will balance out at some right. point. But right now, and like for us personally, at least I think for you, but for us, um, we just grew up being very kind and letting kind of getting taken advantage of and um because we didn't know how to set boundaries and things like that. And I honestly think boundaries are not respected in this society, but it's getting better. Like now that people, um, like I know canceling has become like more serious than maybe it should be, but I think there's a nice middle ground in there where like cancel a thing in advance if like, like even for mental health, but don't cancel everything. Like, pick your battles, you know? Like, give when you can and rest when you can. But you have to schedule time to rest or you may never rest. And then you'll cancel everything and then everything just sucks. So <laughs> it's really all about finding balance. And that's what we're working on right now. And um, I know some people aren't like that. But I don't know. For some reason, the company we keep, we all are <laughs> kind of like that. And it helps if everyone around you is like that because then everyone shares equally, but it's not like that for most of the world. I feel like recently when we had the social media outage about a month ago, it was mm-hmm. when Mark Zuckerberg's platforms all went down. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was wild. Well, no, I think it was a blessed day Yeah, because I feel like a lot of of this situation is because people have taken social media and turned it into a poisonous platform. Mm -hmm. You know, not everybody, of course. I'm not saying that about everyone. This is not a blanket statement on anyone. But you see it a lot on a lot of platforms where people tend to use it as some sort of pulpit or they use it as a means to judge other people Mm -hmm. or in... I think even above all that, it's become very, you know, self-congratulatory and self-masturbatory where people will turn it into being all about themselves and 
about the follows, about the likes, and things like that. Good example of this, and this is a very unfortunate incident that happened recently over in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. where a young lady actually was attacked on a packed out train by some dude. And as she was being assaulted on this train, the bystanders on this packed out train, rather than step in and do the right thing and intervene and grab this guy, it was almost like the movie They Live, the all like droids took out their devices and just sat there and just pointed them up and recorded the incident as opposed to stepping in. It's messed up. Okay, this is what happened, you know? That's terrible. That to me is a symptom of what things have become out here with everything being about your social media follows, about your views, about your likes, things like that. It seems to me like people were more concerned about how many views can I get for this? Oh my God, yeah. As opposed to I should step in. And of course, you know, people when they're called out are going to say, I was trying to get the guy's identity. I was trying to capture it for the police. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so enough about that, you know. I mean, but what are your thoughts on the fact that social media has kind of become part of the big problem? I think all three of us wish that social, on a personal level, we wish that social media did not exist. It really works well for us like in the band business wise yeah and being able to share all of our gigs all of our new songs and stuff it's incredible but like on a personal level it's like it's a lot yeah it creates room for um comparison once you start to compare you start to judge other people you judge yourself and judging is just dumb like don't do it (laughs) yeah and also you the way you perceive yourself changes like based on how other people perceive you on social media. Like you're like, oh, I love this picture of me. I'm going to post it. And then it's like, oh, it's not getting as many likes as other pictures I posted. What if I'm like ugly in this picture? And it's like, it's just the people getting around to liking it. Yeah. And it also makes you kind of almost readily available to converse with people. And people don't understand that even though you have social media, even though you may be active on social media, doesn't mean that you have to reply to what they're saying to you right this second. That's true. It's almost and, like a job, you know? It's like you have to be on call 24-7, but you really don't if you can set your boundaries. I have said before, and I'll say it again, if I didn't have this career, I would be completely unplugged. Oh, yeah, I'd live in the woods. Social media. She would definitely live in the woods. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, mean, I think a lot of people out there may actually agree with that. They may not say it, yeah. you know, out of fear of whatever, but... I think a lot of people out there would rather unplug. Yeah, I would live like out on an island. Yeah. I want to go. Hey. <laughs> well, Stormstress Island. <laughs> you heard it here first, y'all. Stormstress Tsunami Island. Tsunami Ridge. Tsunami Ridge, We've yes. already named it. It's the next, <laughs> the next flex for these ladies. That's okay. right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> well, speaking of that, okay, speaking of flexes and all that, let's talk about how Stormstress may or may not have flexed in 2020 amid <laughs> the height of the public health crisis. Now, you don't need me to rehash it for all y'all out there. I'm not going to, but I will jump into how did Stormstress, after just being freshly minted as Stormstress, we're talking right on the heels of your first show, almost immediately thereafter, there was this public health crisis that took hold and everybody lost their minds. Everybody just kind of didn't know how to deal with it. You know, it took them forever to figure out how to live with it, you know, but in the height of all the madness of the public health crisis, how did Stormstress deal? Basically, 
we so yeah we did our release our debut show sorry we did our debut show mm-hmm. and then like two weeks later we actually had another show planned at the jungle but um it had to get canceled because the world got canceled mm-hmm. or whatever so we were kind of depressed obviously mm-hmm. we were excited to like just get the ball rolling and start on fire right away and we were on fire and then covid was like a big dump of cold water yeah yeah um unfortunately we have music so we're able to spend a lot of our time writing music which we are now working on recording um but it's it really sucked not being able to play shows and i think our first show was in was it june this of 2021 i think i think so may so that's something 14 months of no playing for us which was just so strange yeah. like i don't know about you mm-hmm. but me and tanya started to lose our sense of identity yeah it was really weird like who are we if we don't play like we're just some random losers who just like have no other skills <laughs> which isn't true but and then we played that show the first show that we had had since covid started um in p-town and we were all like oh right that's this us. is what we That's do. That's who we are. There it is. <laughs> I remember. Oh, my God. It was amazing. And, like, you needed Vax cards to get in. It was, like, when everything was, crazy, was yeah. like, okay-ish <laughs> for the first time. Mm-hmm. I don't believe they still are requiring those cards. Am I correct? It depends on I the place. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I haven't done any outdoor – I mean, excuse me. I haven't done any indoor events in a few weeks mm-hmm. now. You know what I mean? But from what I've been gathering – there's a lot of venues out there that require either the card or a recent test. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, e- and even after all that, they still want you to keep your face cover on in spite of all that. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Now, this is just me speaking personally. Okay. I am all good with doing outdoor events right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I will, if I support you or whatever, I don't do a lot of events these days. I'm really more about the studio now and other projects, but am I. Not to date myself, but my party days are kind of behind me mm-hmm. for the it's most part. Right. For the most part. For the most part. Not all Not all the way. <laughs> right. But if I fuck with you and you have an outdoor party, I'll probably pull up for a little while. You mm. know, but indoors, I don't know, but I find the idea of seeing all my friends and loved ones walking around me and we're all in masks to be a little unsettling, mm-hmm. a little off putting. And I'd rather to me, it's almost like a, fl- a red flag saying, don't come here. That is definitely like, you know, not I'm it's just, not welcoming. <laughs> I'm happy to see them no matter what. That's my... Yeah. Like, I'd prefer to see them with a thing on their face than not see them. But well, that's, that's true. My, yeah. <laughs> well, that part's true. I'm just saying from a personal... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely strange. It's almost like, it just feels like, you know, there's a voice like in the old cartoons you know, you shouldn't come here. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Get out. Exactly. <laughs> it makes you just want to just, you know, turn on your heels and just head back to the crib. You know, it's almost like I'm better off just hanging out with the cat tonight. Yeah, like well, it, everyone you know? has their own like feelings about it. And it's tough because like, there, I mean, there's so many different options of how you can feel and like what there is going on. And everyone's just got to do their thing and whatever yeah. feels best. And yeah, for me, when they deem it okay to unmask indoors again, you'll probably see me back out at some stuff. Mm-hmm. That's know? cool. That's cool. Yeah, you know. Now, but back to Stormstress, though, okay? I want to talk now about when the crisis was really running wild and people were finding new ways to get their content out there, their music out there. Stormstress was no exception. You guys found ways to go virtual. Yes. Let's talk about that. We did a lot of live streams. Mm-hmm. Yes. We got 
what was it? It was like, it wasn't Zoom, but it was Crowdcast or something. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. we could cast Maddie separately and us, like Tanya and I, like together. Yeah. It was, it was hard. strange. We couldn't really, yeah, we couldn't really. It was a lag. It was a lag. So it was hard. To, we couldn't like play music, but we would talk about our mm-hmm. plans and like try and keep the spirits up. And then Tanya and I would play a little acoustic stuff so our neighbors wouldn't hate us and right. to Actually, keep people's spirits up. I'm, I vaguely remember we did like a live. Didn't we go to your? You, your yeah, place? you came to my place yes. and we had. I was playing the electric drum set and we did that show, but I don't quite. Oh, it was the fundraiser for once. Do you remember that? Yes, it was like a women's yeah rock fundraiser for once, and we came over to your place and yeah, we, we like, live streamed it. <laughs> yeah, there was like a sound check and everything with some guy on Zoom. Yeah, it was really cool. And, Love and it. Maddie had these awesome lights, and yeah. it just really felt cool. And like we were in her living room with a phone playing to what seemed like nobody mm-hmm. and it it felt really good like it felt sad because no one was there but yeah definitely not the same vibe playing was together nice. was cool honestly it was dangerous because like when no one's around but everyone can still see you you know <laughs> like sometimes it messes with your head <laughs> this is true this is true and but it was fun we had so much fun well we are here to mess with your head a little more this hour here Ooh. on the chop session we're back in a few here on boston free radio but right now another track from stormstress and this one's called You Can't Hurt Me Now. Let's talk about that track. It's another Tanya song. Yes, it is. Another <laughs> Tanya song. Luckily, I am practically her. So <laughs> We'll talk more about that in a minute. The synergy between Tanya and Tia that, you know, it, it, it's prevalent. You can't ignore it. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But right now, for those of y'all here on The Chop Session, here is more of the sound of Stormstress. This one's called You Can't Hurt Me Now. This is The Chop Session. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden, and this is Boston Free Radio. More with you. Oh 
by the way, y'all, upcoming next week here on The Chop Session, we kick off November with one of the dopest hip-hop artists out here. He is G-Eyes, and he is doing it big right now. You heard his track, Uneducated, on my Lituation Airwaves 2 playlist over on Spotify. And he'll be here next week here on The Chop Session to kick off November. On the 8th, we have the boss lady, Britt Johnson, who has had me on her show several times. Now them tables will be turned. Britt Johnson will be interviewed by your man, Mr. Golden, on the 8th of November. On the 15th of November, this is pretty dope. That week, Universal Music drops the 45th anniversary Super Deluxe box set for Destroyer, the iconic studio album from the hottest band in the world, Kiss. And we have Dennis Wolock in the studio. Actually, he's calling in, not in the studio. He's calling in on the 15th of November to discuss how he was involved in the cover artworks evolution for Destroyer and how he got the artist Ken Kelly involved in recording this thing. 22nd of November, we have Gene Dante talking new music. 29th of November, Juliana Amaral from Band Inc. That is all month long, free of November on the Chop Session here on Boston Free Radio. We have Storms just though right now in the studio, two out of three. Tia, we have Maddie. Yo, yo. Hey. So, I don't know what that feedback was just now. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't me though. <laughs> I, that will go viral Ghost of probably. the chipmunks. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, so we were talking earlier on with Tia and you were saying how you and Tanya are very much interchangeable and almost one being in a lot of ways. So let's talk about that synergy you guys have. You know, get, get behind the synergy between Tanya and Tia. So the Tanya-Tia saga. <laughs> well, I'm you- definitely a third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but a fabulous Thank you. component. We, we need someone to shake things up. because Third you know, wheel in my ass. <laughs> You are a fabulous part of Storm Stress, man. You. you knew this already, but please continue. It would be boring if it was just two similar people. <laughs> Precisely. But yeah, so Tanya and I, um, we have an interesting setup, basically. We're very similar, but different. And why is that? Well. <laughs> are you two related? Well, Maddie, Tanya and I are mirror image identical twins. Wow. So that means in the in the uterus, we formed facing each other and split up a little late. Mm-hmm. So we're like right before conjoined. <laughs> Phew, for us, but you know, whatever. Um, anyway, so we have a lot of mirrored things, which is really interesting. We've actually been finding out more recently. About, like what? Like, so like she loves red and hot colors. Right. I love blue and yes. cool colors. And it's like truly deeply, we love those colors. Yes. And um, she just, she's more fiery. She's like more outgoing. I'm a little more shy and conservative. Um, It's very interesting. Um, She likes guitar. She's played flute, piccolo. She loves being like on top of the the sound pyramid, like piccolo, like piercing through an entire marching band. And I'm like bass, bass clarinet, kind of like undertones, the supportive role. And I love it. But we both absolutely love music. We both love metal. We both love like very similar foods, except she likes a little bit spicier than me. And she likes jalapeno flavor a little more than me. And I like more like dairy than her Mm -hmm. (laughs) a little bit more. It's really weird. But um, we have like weird, like, but big things about us are, are, are like the same, like our core 
values, our um, the things we generally like, like genres of music, movies, shows. We love all the same stuff like that. But when it gets down to the nitty gritty details, there's like kind of like opposites. Yeah. So it's a very interesting blanket, the same, but like when you really look at the blanket, there's a lot of little intriguing differences. Definitely. You know, it's interesting because when I first encountered you guys under the Flight of Fire moniker, you guys had a little bit of a different look going on Mm -hmm. where the red and blue thing was happening, but you guys looked like identical twins with different color hair. Yes. It was like 100% identical, you know, and now... Tia has found her own style of hair. You know, Tanya has found her own style of hair and look and fashion and everything. And now you've shattered that, you know, Wonder Twins look going on. (laughs) And you guys are very much, you know, your own individual personas. Was that based on just the fact that you felt Storm just needed individual personas as opposed to having the twin thing going on? So basically, it's interesting you brought that up. What happened with that is I have always wanted short hair. I actually had short hair in eighth grade, but I like panicked about it and didn't look back. And then recently I was like, I want short hair again. I really, really want it. I've wanted it for a while. And Tanya really wanted to grow her hair out longer. Like she really wanted really long hair. So we were both compromising in Flight of Fire. We like cut our hair medium-ish length Mm -hmm. and neither of us were totally happy, but we were like, it's good enough and we'll look like twins. But like then COVID happened and I was like, all right, you know, I'm just going to live. We're just going to live. Let's live how we want to live. So I cut my hair like I always wanted to. Tony grew hers out. And we haven't been happier. Like, it's it's been so amazing to do what feels best to us. And weirdly enough, some people can pick us out as twins more with this haircut. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we're really, maybe because we're both channeling ourselves and we are twins. Right. I don't know. But um, yeah, just kind of COVID happened. And I was like... <laughs> All right, I'm just going to do what I want since everything's a shit show. <laughs> now, y'all, after the health crisis, mm-hmm. you know, began to give way a little bit more and life was returning more and more back where it needed to be and people were learning how to live and work around the crisis, Stormstress hit the stage again. Y'all released another single, which we just heard, You Can't Hurt Me Now, and we're back in a vengeance again, you know? So I want to know what the vibe's been like since returning from the health crisis. Crowds, vibe, reactions, you know? Let's talk about where Stormstress is at since things returned. Well, it's been incredible to remember who we actually are. Right. Definitely. Um, it's my favorite part of coming back since the pandemic started is the fact that not many people have been to a bunch of shows so they come back and they're like oh my god this is my first show since before the pandemic it's incredible i forgot what it felt like to be in the crowd of people to listen to live music to be like deafened by speakers to be surrounded by like crowds and they've just like missed the vibe and it's so nice to hear that we could like provide that for them yeah that's been my favorite part i think i think the the crowds and stuff it's still a little different like people are still a little scared to go outside uh, to go out not outside um so it's not quite where it used to be but it's the vibe is definitely different like people are way more appreciative of live music now i think i think so too Mm -hmm. i think so too you know people i think in a lot of ways before the crisis we're taking a lot of things for granted and bear in mind, I think that a lot in a lot of ways, there are just a lot of different things that people never learn to fully appreciate even after. There's a lot of things that either have stayed status quo or even regressed. 
But one thing I think that has been rediscovered is people's love for the live concert experience. Mm -hmm. And that's how a band like Stormstress can come back in full effect and bring people back into that arena and bring people back to that place where they can appreciate live music again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're living in a world also where, unfortunately, you know, the symbol of rock and roll or hard rock has become basically fashionistas rocking an old school t-shirt and not knowing who the band is, you know? <laughs> so it's good to have a Stormstress out there who can Thank help you. people rediscover why, you know, rock and roll, even in a state where people, even those involved in the rock world have declared that rock is dead mm-hmm. as a business entity, it's good when you have a band that still embraces it and still brings it back on the stage and says, hey, it may be, you know, dead to some in terms of being a money-making venture, but as an art form, we're still out here. We're still outside. Hell yeah. So when you hear someone say rock is dead, and even if they're referring to it as a business thing, how does that make you feel when you hear that? Well, I used to think that. I used to think rock was dead, and then I found, we found our people, and they're everywhere, and there, there is no lack in rock and metal. It's just not widely reported. <laughs> right. Right. Maddie? I definitely think it's not dead. I just think it's not in vogue anymore. Yeah. You know, like it's not what's popular right now. Like what's popular right now is electronic music and like that dance music. And that's why everyone thinks rock is dead because it's, it's not what's popular right now, you know? Right. Right. I think also... Some people may feel that way because of how the business model has changed. Oh, yeah. And the feeling being that you can't create, you know, stars the way you used to. They're not sustainable like they once were. Everything's way more disposable now, even more so than then, you know. Yeah. So in that regard, I kind of see it. Yeah. But as an art form, as a genre, I mean, we're still outside, man. You know I mean? It's still available. It's still out there. It's still on stage. It's still in the studios, you know. It's like- even if, you know, things have shifted, you know, that sound will always be around. The spirit will always be around. And there'll be people out there, even if that event following has gone more underground or become more cult-like, you know, it's still a following mm-hmm. and people will still buy. It is still there. It is still wanted. It's just less um, publicized. <laughs> this is true. Now, name one rock and roll band for me that at your current stage you would love for Storms just to open for or maybe even one day headline over. Headline over. Wow. One, two, three. Hailstorm. Hailstorm. <laughs> okay, I can dig it. I can dig it. So expound upon this. We love Hailstorm. Basically Period. <laughs> yeah. When we I don't when we separately came across Hailstorm, I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. for Tanya and I, we were like, oh my God, this is the stuff we write. This is the stuff we love holy crap, there's another band that does it and yeah. they're getting out there like maybe there is hope for rock. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. You know, oh, and there is. So cool. I mean, they're all really cool. The drummer is just like insane. And he so has cool. such crazy energy on stage and that's what I want to have. Like, I want to have that insane energy. Um, yeah. They have that the passion. I love the songs. I love the way they're written. I love the lyrics. It's just everything about it. So good. I dig just, it. Right up our alley. <laughs> so what's next? The vision board for Stormstress and the future onward. What's coming up after this year? Hopefully album maybe the end of this year. Definitely by next spring. Um, and of course, depending on COVID touring, we want to do a 
south. Hang on. I just need to remember my American geography real quick. <laughs> Help me out, Tia. Like a southern tour, like going down the east coast into, right. into the south. Yeah. And, then, and then going over to um, L.A. L.A., yeah. great. <laughs> nice. Hopefully, Head up the Midwest. Yeah, hopefully uh, you're a, it would be Stormstress first Euro tour, but ours as musicians second Euro tour would be really fun don't know if that's in store for next year but definitely in the future yes we have plans in the works but because of all the setbacks we've, we've been like everything's been pushed mm-hmm. but we we do have plans to get international with yes. Stormstress. we do have a music video in the works nice that's all i will say it's gonna be cool yes this we know. This we know. Now, how's the international following right now for Stormstress? Do you are you finding that you're gaining some ground out there? Actually, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the tour would definitely help. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, we'd like to play some festivals because that would get our name out there. Um, we have a couple of friends in radio yeah. out in uh, Germany and um, England. Yeah, so that's helpful. Excellent. Um, yeah. Excellent. Well, right now, y'all, speaking of Stormstress Live, here is an example of the force of Stormstress Live on stage. This is the Chop Session. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden. This is Boston Free Radio. Back in a few with the conclusion to the Chop Session. With Stormstress, not for the series.
All right, y'all. This has been a dope conversation with two out of the three members of Stormstress this week who are on the chop session ahead of Halloween this weekend. Tia, Maddie, it's been dope. We appreciate y'all pulling up this week. You're dope. It has been dope. Hey. Everything is dope today. <laughs> Everything is dope. I Everything love is it. dope today. I love it, y'all. <laughs> and uh, when can folks see y'all on stage again? We will be performing on November 20th. We will be opening for Firehouse. This will be in New Bedford at The Vault. Nice. Yeah. Check it out. Stormstress with a throwback right there. Yeah. Firehouse, no doubt. Gotta get your 80s on, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, and speaking of throwing back, in case you have ever slept on an episode of The Chop Session, say less. We got you. Check out every episode wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. We are back next week, 6 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time on Boston Free Radio to kick off November with G-Eyes in the studio. And by the way, you can find Stormstress on Instagram and on Twitter at Stormstress Band. So do so and check out their music wherever you stream music as well. It's worth the listen. Yeah, a couple of singles out there like you heard this evening here on the show. And of course, you can find The Chop Session on social media as well. On Instagram at Chop Session Show and on Twitter at The Chop Session. And your man Sterling Golden at DJ Sterling Golden on the gram. And on Twitter at DJ Sterling Golden with one G. I couldn't fit two in the handle. Not enough <laughs> characters. This is The Chop Session. Happy Halloween, y'all. I say stop. Yeah.